Step into the world of advertising with FjorgeCast, predicting the most important trends in the advertising industry. Host Tim Barsness dishes on the latest developments within the advertising realm. Tune into the FjorgeCast to receive insider tips and advice from experts within the advertising industry. FjorgeCast is your first stop in hearing about the unique opportunities and challenges advertisers face today. Cranberry Radio is proud to present FjorgeCast with your host, Tim Barsness. Thanks for joining us on FjorgeCast. I'm Tim Barsness, founder of web and mobile development team Fjorge, and today on our show we will be talking with Larry Harris about his firm, Sightly. Welcome to the show, Larry. Tim, thank you for welcoming us. I'm thrilled to be here. Absolutely. Can you do a brief introduction of yourself? Sure. Uh, I started long ago as a copywriter, actually working for the now famous novelist Jim Patterson, uh, and then um, went on to work in St. Louis for a while because I wanted to visit America, and then came back to New York, started a tech group for FCB, and um, then became um, a guy who was enamored of startups, and my latest startup is called Sightly. So Sightly, is that is that something that you founded? I did not find it. I found uh, Sightly found me, and I was an advisor to Sightly, and then they weren't listening to my advice, so I decided to join them permanently, um, and uh, they were lucky and kind enough to take me, and I'm now the president of Sightly. Uh, Sightly enables you to deliver your most relevant video ads to the most receptive viewers on every device. Uh, we leverage people-centered targeting uh, to match the right viewer with the right personalized message uh, and have been fortunate to have uh, great growth over the last year uh, and are a platform partner to YouTube. So Sightly is all about ad relevance. Is that kind of what you were saying? Relevance and quality. Um, if you're familiar with search, uh, we do everything through the auction. We work only through AdWords, and so uh, which is the search um, auction that everybody knows. We buy on YouTube through AdWords, and we are scored uh, and win our auction not just on price but also on relevance. Uh, and when you win a lot, you get a quality score at Google, and we have a super high quality score. Got it. And what is what is Sightly doing different than everyone else? Uh, the first is that we um, target directly on YouTube's first party segment. So as opposed to targeting uh, primarily content, fashion, sports, or what have you, or all the trillions of videos that are on YouTube, we target um, first the people, then we target the content that they may be on. And then we actually leverage the fact that YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. And we tend to target people who are searching for things that might be relevant to the brands that we are advertising, either how-to videos or competitive videos or general information videos. And we've all looked for something on YouTube. And we we tend to place ads there in the belief that we're pretty good at figuring out from the words you use and the things you've done in the past whether or not an ad might be relevant to you, and you might uh, do us the favor of watching the whole ad, which is how we get paid. Um, if you watch, if it's a 30-second ad and you last, watch less than 30 seconds of it, we don't get paid. If it's a two-minute pharma ad, um, if you watch 30 seconds of it, we do get paid. We don't. Uh, no one's making us uh, hold to the promise that we can watch, make people watch a whole two-minute of pharma advertising <laughs> do you um i guess i'm curious what what percentage of ads make it past the 30 second point or to the 30 second point uh on average we're going to do around 28 percent um but we optimize over the course of a campaign so the longer your campaign the better we do so uh you know we just came out of march madness and i would say because of the high degree of interest and because there was so much sports activity you know we were averaging over 50 percent completed views we were very good at matching people uh 
uh, with relevant ads for the things they were looking at on YouTube during that period. Um, but yeah, if we, if we just do our average, we're going to do 28%. For the most part, we're paid to perform, so um, cost per acquisition. You're aligned. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. No, yeah. yeah, sorry. I was just going to say you're aligned to making sure that you know the content is relevant. Yes, we everything we do, we, we you know the highest mark for us is that uh, we not waste the viewers' time. They're, they're on YouTube to look at YouTube, not to look at our ads. And so, if we're going to uh, interrupt them and earn a no skip, uh, it's got to be relevant. It's got to actually work. And obviously, we sometimes have to work with the advertisers. There are many ads that begin with the sun rising, and we have to explain to them that the sun rising in the first five seconds may not be the thing that uh, helps people understand. Um, what's different about their commercial. Sure. Are there ads on YouTube that uh, you're required to watch the full 30 seconds? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Oh, sorry, I was saying, are there ads on YouTube that where you're required to watch the full 30 seconds? Uh, yes. Um, they're, um, uh, they're putting an end to that practice, but Google used to have um, forced views so that commercials would come on. You have to watch the 30 seconds if you wanted to watch the content. Uh, they announced recently that they're going to do away with that policy, which is, uh, we think, a victory for our approach. We, we do think commercials should earn it. Great. That makes sense. Um, so Sightly itself, you mentioned you know, you're all about um, delivering content that, that users want to see. Um, are you trying to predict the where a, a YouTube viewer's next view is going to be? Is that relevant to what you're trying to do? Uh, we we track a session, so we may know that um, you're watching a, a slew of ads about a certain topic, and that may increase the belief of our algorithm or our machine learning that we have a good shot at serving an ad to that to that um, unknown person. Um, at that time, and so uh, it, it is. It's a little. It, it, it algorithms are always anticipatory. So um, yes, it is. It is a. It is a machine's guess. Great. Um, so I heard. I heard you say that you work exclusively with Google's ad network. Correct. Yes, we work primarily on YouTube. We do do some Google Display Network for audiences that are very specific to. A, an advertiser's desire. So there are things that Google Display Network, which is the larger network of publishers off YouTube that may show YouTube videos, um, where we think we can, in a safe environment, serve an ad. Some of the publishers we would not serve an ad into. Uh, and it's not, it's not best practice for us to do it, except for, again, particular audiences where we know on a group of pubs we can hit that audience. So maybe it is under 18-year-olds, which is tough under COPA, or maybe it is pregnant moms, and there's a slew of uh, things there where you can hit people off of YouTube with relevant advertising. But, but primarily, we, we focus on YouTube because it is such a powerful search engine. Uh, the user experience is so great. The ads, there's no lag. Um, and again, skippable is vital to us. If people don't skip our ads, our algorithms don't learn anything, and we don't get better. Sure. So... Um, you're using display, it sounds like, only to support other uh, YouTube campaigns? We do not. Yeah, well, the Google Display Network, it, it'll serve video into other publishers, but it's YouTube video. You, you recognize when you go to a publisher and you see a YouTube video embedded. Yep. So um, 
We tend not to do that. We tend to serve primarily directly on YouTube. We also do some ads in search. There's times, for example, Hispanic targeting, other things where you'd be missing out on opportunities if you know from the browser that someone only listens, only watches or listens in Hispanic or uh, Mandarin or, or what have you. Got it. Um, so YouTube, I mean, it's obviously a, a, a largely growing um, community. Um, how has how has Sightly changed as as YouTube has changed as well? Well, I think Sightly uh, back in the day, Sightly was born primarily to help um, local advertisers l- leverage YouTube to reach their target audience. So it came up. Uh, location aware first and really worked for local franchisees in the Southern California area, fast food, uh, cars, where you were trying to drive people into your store um, and you knew that you had uh, a younger audience that um, was on YouTube a little bit more than they're on linear TV. And part of what um, we wanted to work with the company on as I was an advisor was every, all advertising uh, to some degree has a local component, uh, greater degree for franchisees or distributed sales forces or uh, people like the army or cars with dealerships or banks with uh, foot traffic to drive. But um, everybody's trying to drive a result at the local area. And as you less and less have people in households just watching TV together and more and more have them distributed around a location looking at iPads, phones, laptops, as well as TV, you've got to get better not just at serving those people beyond the household, but at understanding the different modalities. You and I, uh, we do video differently on our phone than we do it on an iPad, than we do it on a laptop in our office, than we do it at home. Sure, so absolutely. that degree, part of Sightly's magic is the degree of personalization, the ability to um, serve different calls to action based on device or based on location. We would serve you a different ad if you were in your local super grocery store than we would serve you at home. And that that relevance gives us a chance to perform because we're trying at our best to work with the advertiser to talk with the viewer, not at them. Right. With, with so the when I'm at the them. grocery store, you guys know that I'm there? Oh, we have a very good idea from location. Um, obviously, Google, Google Maps, um, uh, and your mobile device give pretty good location. And if you're signed in to YouTube, we, we, we have a pretty strong idea where you are when you're watching. So if you were at the grocery store and you decided you were going to have a hot date and you wanted to make lasagna and you were looking at the how to make lasagna YouTube video, which is almost certainly what you're going to look at unless you're a very good cook, um, then yeah, we'll throw in some uh, cheese ad or something relevant there or a sauce ad um, in the belief that um, it's relevant to what you're trying to find. Great, got it. We need to take a break, but when we come back, we will get into more details from Larry. Don't go away. George Cast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Founders Circle. 
Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjorgeCast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjorgeCast. I'm Tim Barsness, and I'm here with uh, Larry from Sightly. Uh, and Larry, NAB is going on this week, and uh, Google has made some announcements about uh, TV ads. Can you tell us a little bit about what they've announced? Sure. They've announced that um, they're going to have a new programmatic offering for buying TV ads um, through their uh, double-click bid manager, which is their uh, DSP um, for buying ads uh, broadly in, in the advertising ecosystem. This is really their uh, their second attempt to dive into TV. Um, and um, for those of you who know about uh, linear TV, local TV is assigned by the big houses. So Fox, NBC, CBS assign a certain amount of inventory to be sold locally. And obviously, there are great salespeople. So um, inefficiencies that could be solved uh, with the help of computers. And Google's, I think, trying to go at that. They partnered with a, a big company called Wide Orbit and a small company called Clipped. Um, to try to uh, bring some efficiencies into that uh, expensive and inefficient marketplace. And I think we'll see how that works. Obviously, a local local salespeople um, make a lot of money there, and so th- they might not be willing to give up inventory to this programmatic experiment. Um, and we don't know, um, you know yet, when all the fees are extracted, is this more efficient and cheaper for the advertiser or better at targeting, but more expensive for the advertiser. So a lot to happen there, but a pretty big haymaker for Google to throw at NAB. It's, you know, it's, it's all the, all the, all the big cheeses who ever are in TV are there um, and all the big salespeople. And it's a bold, bold mood by Google to make a programmatic claim there. Um, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. It's, it's exciting, but also a um, lot, lot, lot of the devil's in the details with these type of things. So we'll, we'll see how the industry responds to Google. So you mentioned that they've tried this once before, and it sounds like it it, it didn't work out. Um, what do you think they've learned from their first attempt that they're they're going to take into their second approach? Uh, I think you've always got to have respect. You know, you you don't go into somebody's house's house and and tell them how to cook or presume that they cook like you cook or that they use words like you used. Um, a lot of times, I I felt like uh, when Google first started this, uh, circa two thousand seven. 
they had chocolate, what I call chocolate conversations with with the ad, uh, with the ad industry, which is to say, when if I say the word chocolate, um, Tim, what what are you thinking? Delicious. Right, and I'm thinking dark. So we just missed, <laughs> we just we just miscommunicated, right? And, yep. and so a lot of when Google stepped into TV, it was just uh, they never they talked past each other and could never achieve anything. Google since hired a slew of great TV execs. They've certainly were humbled um, by their failure there as well as their failure in radio at that time. And I think they're you know they're all eggheads, and I think they're learning how to talk with people instead of at them. Um, that said. Um, the sales community in TV is uh, powerful, speaks the same language, um, and are very good at doing deals rapidly there. Um, and so I think um, you know they have something, a ways to go to prove it. But I, I just I, I feel optimistic that they will learn how to speak with people instead of Adam this time. Sure. So, so how does that impact uh, Sightly's business if it does at all? Uh, I think for us, um, you know, we've already started working with local stations, and I think, um, you know, what's exciting for us about that uh, is that it validates something we started to do a year ago, which we were, um, you know, we we have been focused on the opportunity um, to target people in DMA zip codes and zip code plus four, and so a huge amount of our business is about us uh, surrounding a brick and mortar store within a five mile area getting people when they're commuting or um, driving people to a fast food joint or to uh, or helping distributed sales forces and insurance um, have people self-identify for car insurance or life insurance. And so uh, those are all local things. As you know, you've seen your kind of local advertising uh, and it just reinforces you know, the energy we've put into location, local advertising, hyper-local advertising, um, and what we call narrow casting at scale. How local is uh, local in broadcast TV? The DMA. So there's 210 DMAs in the United States, all located to their own DMA. Uh, they can't advertise in somebody else's. Uh, and they are their TV stations, so they primarily advertise uh, to households. They all do have apps and stuff, but do you have any of your local TV station apps on your phone? I don't. Yeah, nobody does. So <laughs> unless, it's, unless it's family, right? Nobody, nobody loads up their local... TV station OTT app, right? So um, the reality is, um, you know, as, as TV is splintered, become that vision of TV everywhere um, on OTT and on Netflix and all those other things. It's been hard for them to get at that. And they're used to sort of personalizing the back end, but increasingly you and I and our peers live in a world in which everything is personalized. Facebook is personalized. Netflix is personalized. Amazon is personalized. You never go to those places without them presenting, you know, a vision of themselves that's unique to you. And TV stations have struggled with that. But I think uh, I saw last week ESPN announced that they wanted to figure out how to be more Netflix-like. And that question, that is a question. What, what sports do you like? What sports do I like? And why are we watching the same ESPN? Yeah, I'd, I'd love it if I didn't have to watch the same ESPN as everyone else. <laughs> yeah, they keep showing me lacrosse because I live in Long Island. I'm not sure that they understand I, I have no interest in lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what is it about, a, a, I guess, a, a local area or a local TV station that requires technology to do targeting? Or is there nothing? It's just another option to buy yeah, it's another option to buy it. I mean, local TV, again, is constrained by these the DMAs that are mapped out. And, um, you know, they 
need to get to more granular level of targeting. Um, and I think you'll see some of that, and obviously um, we can help with some of that. Uh, but I don't, I don't see, I don't see the infrastructure ready to deliver across devices and that's really where the video game is played you know we you know, star trek had that right you know so it's going to be you ever see a book in star trek and it's because it's everybody it's everything's in video right uh, and everything is mobile right and so um video is our best storytelling mechanism it's an advertiser's best shot there, there's not any doubt about that there's no comparison of it with any other medium for that for most advertisers and so um, the more you can tell those stories, the, uh, where people are and where their eyeballs are, the more relevant those stories can be, then that, that's the max use of your dollars as an advertiser. Right? You tell your best stories there, and you should be able to drive your best results there. Uh, increasingly, you know, targeting is the difference. And so, Absolutely. Um, you know, we're lear we've learned that from digital. Um, we're going to learn TV TV taught us the power of storytelling, and especially the power of storytelling in context and with the right content. And so video is the best of those worlds, uh, and, and there's all to play for, and it's, it's an exciting time to be in video. It's why it's the fastest-growing channel in advertising um, globally. Great. Um, so I'm curious, do, do most of the, the ads that Sightly runs have calls to action? Um, most of them do. We do a lot of, again, we came up locally, so we do a lot of, uh, we do a lot of stuff other people don't do. We do, th you know, $300 dry cleaning campaigns, um, um, car wash campaign. We do everything from car wash campaigns to national credit card campaigns. Got it. And you, yeah, sorry. If, if I'm a, if I'm a local dry cleaner and I'm looking, uh, for some more business, I go to Sightly, I go and go to your platform and I say, I'd like, you know, <laughs> this type of person or how does that work? We wish it was that, we wish it was that way, but usually you, there's a local salesperson at okay. a company that's another Google partner that has sold you search mm -hmm. and they say, wow, if you really did video, do you know that that would increase your search results and increase your foot traffic? And you get all excited about it and maybe you have your son shoot a 30 second commercial on his phone and you edit that together and you're only really running it in your zip code area as a dry cleaner. And so when you look at completed views for a dry cleaner, you know, it might be three or four cents a, comp a completed view. So, um, you know, spending 300 bucks means a lot of people saw your commercial within your, you know, you can go to church and be like, hey, did you see my commercial? Oh, I did, Bill. <laughs> Great. So, so we do a lot of that, and those are sales teams that do that, and it's usually in coordination with search and, you know, whatever their local agency is doing. That's We don't sell those directly. We just execute them because our platform is so efficient. We do, um, for ad agencies, we do larger campaigns such as credit cards or fast food where we may do, uh, I'll take an example for fast food. Recently, um, for March Madness, for a, um, a large um, quick serve restaurant, we did uh, five commercials, um, with offers that were running in the areas around 700 stores and the way our platform works uh, that's five different commercials 700 stores so we did um uh, 3500 different campaigns that we run and they our algorithm turns it off as they perform or do not perform Right. Okay. So across those 700 locations, which commercial was performing best for driving people to the store? Great. That's the one that runs. The other four gets shut off. If none of them are working in that location, maybe we have the wrong language. Maybe that was a Hispanic uh, area and we didn't know it. Then we just shut it off. We don't waste money there. So across that 
whole campaign during March Madness, we essentially are running 3,500 campaigns to start, but at the end of it, we're getting around 60% completed views, and we're running only the things that are performing best for them. Sure. So you mentioned that you shut it off. Do you shut it off for you or shut it off for them? Shut it off for them. We won't, yep. we, won't, we won't, if it's not performing or it's not hitting the right KPI, there's plenty of times where we're performing, but we're not hitting the right KPI. Was it store traffic? Was it you wanted them to buy this this bundle of food? Was it that you wanted them to fill this out? Or you wanted them to do a March Madness bracket? Uh, you know, it, everything we're doing is about driving a result. Right. And you so, got it. Uh, and we have third parties that can say that there's there's third parties that can say that the people saw the ad on their phone and walked into the store, walked into the movie. Um, there's you know downloads that you can have. There's lots of ways to prove the result, both third party as well as uh, endemic to Google. But sure. Um, primarily Sure. We need to take our second break, but when we get back, we will cover a story by Larry in AdAge. Don't go away. Georgecast with Tim Barsness. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with Cast. Only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjordCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with Larry Harris of Sightly. Larry, can you briefly explain to us what a data management platform or a DMP is? Sure, Tim. Um, a DMP is uh, currently sort of the, the best way um, to segment your customer data and turn it into um, really actionable audience segments that you can target, uh, measure against, retarget, um, and figure out how best to tell stories against their interest or uh, content that they consume that is most relevant to your brand and what you're trying to do. Obviously, 
Crocs being bought by Salesforce um, kind of probably galvanized that whole discussion more, but it is a, um, you know, everybody, everybody, every publisher has a DMP. It's a way for them to uh, figure out the audiences that they want to match up against advertisers and advertisers segment internally, the people who come to their sites and their owned and operated properties and, and buy stuff from them. Um, and I think the, you know, the number one issue with DMPs that's been difficult for people to solve is that they're, they're not real time. They're kind of snapshots of your audience at a point in time, um, primarily based on cookie tracking and tracking pixels. And the reality is cookies expire 30, 60, 90 days by law. Um, one of the main reasons 85% of the new money in digital went to Facebook and Google last quarter was because they don't have cookie issues. Facebook, the cookies don't expire unless you don't go on Facebook for a very long time. Google, it would be very hard to expire their profile data on you. You sign in. You sign into YouTube. You sign into Chrome. You sign into Search. You use Gmail. You have an Android phone. Um, they have a lot of ways uh, in their privacy guidelines to track your profile. Um, and that plus your search data makes them the most powerful performance data on earth. And that's really what uh, slightly leverages. That's not to say that Amazon isn't coming or iTunes isn't coming. Obviously, they have performance data as well. But when you're talking about dramatic scale, um, dramatic evidence of performance due to uh, clicks and repeat search um, and targetability, uh, Google has the best first-party data on earth. And so often clients are come to us and say, Sightly, could you please use our data? And we're always trying to remind them that their data is not actually as good as the data that we target on um, or the segments that we seek on YouTube and we can prove it. Um, so um, uh, clients are appreciative of the truth and the results and performance video uh, speak for themselves. 98% uh, of our customers repeat buy from us. So if I understand what you're saying correctly, um, basically the fact that your profile expires in places that you aren't regularly logging into limits the effectiveness of a DMP? Correct. Um, the data can be stale. Um, you can go away. You know, you could be signed into Vogue uh, and then go away for the summer and never read the, the new uh, uh, Vogue or anything else and come back in September and, and there's no tracking of you. Uh, the data is not relevant. And cookies will... They'll, they'll go the you know the way of the dodo. It's not a, it's not it's not the optimal way to do that. And you see more device ID stuff and other things interesting in the marketplace. So I should be fair. DMPs also do device IDs and other things like that. But in a, you know, a not in a world in which <laughs> you don't want to be identified, uh, cookies matching and IDs are are limited in how much data they can have about you because you're. Frankly, uh, you can you can figure out who the person is, which will drive them crazy in Europe, and and this administration probably won't drive them crazy, but eventually will. So long term, who owns your your profile data? Long term, it's always going to be the publisher, and I like to remind people Google, and because you sign in, you, you you sign something that has terms. If you don't want to do it, don't sign in. But then you're never going to get advertising as a service. I think it would be a mistake, for example, not to sign into Amazon and have Amazon Prime. Um, one, because with Amazon Prime, you buy things you don't need to buy, but they're, they're fantastic deals, so you buy them. And secondly, um, you know, it's the more Amazon knows you, the better service they provide. The more Google knows you, the better service they provide. Everything from your keyboard on your Android to the auto automatic search results um, 
and eventually, you know, to the to the videos that you're going to watch. And we want, you know, those things are we, we want the capacity to surprise ourselves, but a lot of that is service. We do like programs being recommended to us. We do like Amazon recommending us books. We do like iTunes recommending us songs or Spotify recommending music to us. Um, it saves us time and is one of the reasons we pay for the services. Perfect. And we are out of time, so that's it for today on Fjordcast. Uh Larry, how can people reach you online? Uh, you can always go to Sightly.com, or you can actually feel free to email me directly, Larry at Sightly.com. Perfect. Thanks for being on the show today, Larry. Tim, thank you so much. Love your podcast and really enjoyed speaking with you. You got it. And thanks for listening, listeners for joining us today. You can download episodes of our program by going to cranberry.fm or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 